You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Quivet, the color-matching card game, is quick and easy to learn. Two to five players take turns rotating card to link colors, scoring the most points possible. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin. And not Ricky. All right, Mindy. (laughs) And today we are excited to bring you a review of Quivet from Peterson Games. This is age six up, plays in 15 to 30 minutes, two to five players. Designed by Andrew Frinch and Jason Wallenfang and is a color-matching card game. So, Mindy, what are your first impressions on this one? Well, since it's a color-matching game, I like that there are multiple colors. (laughs) And it actually was pretty quick and easy to learn once you kind of get it figured out. And the box is just a nice small travel-sized box. So I thought overall it was a a pretty good-looking game. And how about for you? So my first impressions are a little mixed. When we got this one, it was bright, colorful box, very primary color themed, small box, so like I'm already excited because it's like a small box game, easy to pack up and go. Figuring out maybe how much table space it'll take up is a different story. I was a little concerned that they chose like a peg hook style box and just seeing the game itself. And then initially the rules are, like you said, pretty straightforward. A little jumbled in their order, but everything's there, and it's very, like, almost tongue-in-cheek and friendly and welcoming, and, like, the entire game is just, like, this helpful thing. I guess my other first impression I should get out of the way is I was curious, because it's a color-matching game, which could not necessarily be colorblind-friendly, but they do advertise it's colorblind-friendly on the back of the box, so I'm like, okay, so how did they pull this off? And the quick and dirty answer is each of the colors is also assigned a symbol or pattern. So there's four colors and four distinctive patterns assigned to each of those colors. So even if you are red-green colorblind, the red and green have different patterns that you can match instead of the color. Yes. So let's talk about what Quivet does well. I think the matching portion of it and having to kind of really think about that, you know, you start off with a five by five grid and you have to kind of change things to get your matching colors that you need. So I think it does really good with that. I think it does good on the size of those tiles. It takes up space on the table, but not a lot of space, which is nice. Obviously definitely needs some kind of flat surface or something like that for it. I think giving the options that it can give you it could do well at being a faster paced game too if you needed it to be and i think it also does well at like you never really quite know your points compared to everybody else's so you're not necessarily like trying to win in that regard but you are trying to keep adding up your points but you don't know what your other people have so i think those are what i think it did well what do you think it did well quivet has this interesting curb appeal where it's eye-catching and it's engaging even in while you're playing it you're kind of looking at the board like you said mindy and you're trying to figure out what could be my next turn but the game's going to probably shift and change a lot if you're playing more than two players before that can happen it has a very modular rule set which is another big plus that you can add a timer you cannot have a timer on turns you can add these extra rules you don't have to play these extra rules you want to play longer games and until the deck's out of cards 
go for it. Like, it's very welcoming in the sense of, here's a bunch of different ways to engage with the game. What works best for your situation and group? Your mileage may vary, but it has those options available to you. And I really enjoy it for that. You did point out the fact that, yes, it's all about getting points. And you can kind of see each other's, like, stacks of cards. But that's even a little deceptive, because if someone grabbed a bunch of negative points, but has three value points, or someone doesn't grab a lot, but they're grabbing high value points, it all kind of washes out. And the games we've played, it's very balanced in no one really blew anyone really out of the water score-wise. You know, everybody was kind of in the running, even if the stacks didn't look like that was the case. So what do you think that Quivit could do better? So for me, most of my opportunities with Quivit are actually with the packaging and the rulebook layout. The rulebook, there's kind of like two approaches you can think of is... If you're reading it from cover to cover, it tries to tell you all the different pieces of the game before actually telling you how to play the game. But in the same sense, how you played the game, those pieces don't have any context until you know how a round is played. That was kind of our difficult learning curve when we were first learning it. If it was a little bit different order, I think it would make a little bit more flow. I'll give them credit. One of the good things is in the how to play section and actually like this is how a turn works it references those earlier pages in there saying go to page nine to remember how to do this so i just think it's the order could have been probably a little bit better and then because it's a peg hook game it's not a lift box so the box itself kind of has tabs that go into it the cards fit barely in there so you have to make sure it's filled in. It reminds me of like old Uno decks or decks of cards that you would find at like a Walmart or a drugstore or bicycle cards that you put them back in and then like the cardboard box collapses back in it. It's going to wear down on the cards. It's going to wear down on the rule book. And it's kind of not the easiest thing to put back together. Like even if it kept it the same size, a lifted box, I think I would never even thought of a bad thing. In a store, this is going to look great on a peg hook section. Having my retail background, I can see where this would be merchandised. So the packaging's better for, I think, a store, but from the consumer and the owner side is where I feel it kind of falls apart from my expectations. Rules-wise, though, I do enjoy Quivit. I'm thoroughly surprised and happy to see the colorblind features are accounted for already in it, and it's a game that you can definitely kind of mix around with. So what were your opportunities? One is definitely the box. I know we struggled for a little while trying to get everything back in the box once, you know, it was opened. I would have liked a little more room in the box if they're going to keep the same kind of box or, like you said, a different kind of box. The rules, definitely, I can see, would be nice to have the how to play before all the options. The other thing was, and I don't, I don't necessarily say this is a bad thing, but, and this might just be a plain thing, but sometimes with rotating cards, like, they're not the easiest to see the connection points or understanding those connection points to start with. I think that was the hardest part with playing with other people is like, what does this mean when you're turning the card? How does that connect? Granted, you know, there are times when you turn the card and you grab something that you weren't thinking you were going to grab, which is all part of the fun of playing it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely like just the understanding the rule set of how these are matching and linking up and how you get those points and what that means, I think definitely is kind of where some of it could be approved upon and just like a better understanding of that. I'm not a fan of, and it's just me, is I know we kind of went back and forth on whether it was a purple or a blue color, which yes, they have the symbols on it, but they're kind of hard to see the symbols on those cards. 
I guess I can understand where they would want that to be the blue color, but it looks a little purple to me, but that's just me. <laughs> but I also think that's because they put the symbols on there and it gives it a little bit of different color between where the symbols are and where they aren't. So mm. that's kind of my... Yeah, to kind of give... Like, the yellow was definitely, like... Yellow with a little darker yellow, and... Well, like, a yellow primary, what you think, like, primary color yellow is yellow. Right. And then the symbol was, like, a mustard on top of it. Right. So what you're saying is the blue background was your traditional blue, but then the darker shape over it masked itself and... Yeah. ...muddies up what color that might actually truly be. The good news I will say about that, though... It's the only dark one. <laughs> is right like there isn't like a blue and a purple that we're trying to distinctive between is blue green red yellow so like you know that color matched with only the other color that looks close to it and you weren't having like this debate about oh are these the same color or are those the same color right it was just more of a table discussion that we kept having of like is, <laughs> i'm gonna turn this blue one you mean the purple one ah uh but i think it's blue yeah any other final thoughts on this one i think overall it's a really good game I think it's a fun, like, fast game. I'm not entirely sure where the rule about changing who your first player is really comes into play, but that's just me. I guess it could matter a little bit point-wise because of what gets pulled out each time. So I guess I could see where that could come into play, but it seems a little strange to me. But It took a little getting used to because it's yes. it was... <laughs> <laughs> end of the round the first player would rotate and then that new first player would take their next turn there was always a little bit of a weird like okay wait whose turn is it and then who the end of the round is is really not exactly where the end of the round is every time yeah so yeah that makes a lot of sense going on my final thoughts on this one my the optional rules i think enhance the game mm -hmm. but it all depends on your audience so if you're playing with younger audiences go with a simpler rule set if you're playing with more players maybe the timer's a better pick to add just to make sure the game keeps going quickly yep. I, I like the fact that you can piecemeal all those options and I, I feel that's one of the strongest things going for Quibbit. yes and i think because it has three or four different optional rules you can play with a few of them, you can play with all of them, you can tailor it kind of to what your group kind of needs to be able to play. So I think that is a really nice feature in that. And honestly, the rule book is very flexible, like, hey, you want to use this? Do it. Don't want to use it? Forget about it. It doesn't exist. And it has like this almost fun flavor to it of like, hey, just, just play. play, enjoy, enjoy the game. I almost feel like they're house rules that they put in the rule book for people who are just going to have those rules anyway. anyway. Yeah, even like your timer where it's like, hey, use our timer or your phone or something else, right. whatever timer you want. Just and go then, for it. you know, the timer also has like the first player marker. So it's like, you can use this, you could not, whatever you want. Overall, Quibbit is a fun, quick card game that has some nice puzzly features to it. I would recommend it for people who like to travel with games. I would recommend it for families and people who like to try to identify colors and spatial patterns and puzzles. I would also recommend Quivit for your lighter, maybe filler game before you get to something heavier. Maybe like a brain warm-up, if you will. Yeah. Before you get to something that's going to like burn your brain. I would not recommend Quivit at the end of a game night after you've played like this super heavy, super thoughtful game because you're still going to need some brain power for it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it for pretty much anybody. It's a nice, quick, fast game as long as that's what you're looking for. 
it's pretty much open to everybody. You know, it's got the colorblind friendly. You know, people can see colors, just points. And as long as you just have a good time with it, you're good. It's, I probably wouldn't try and recommend it to anybody who's very serious about their games all the time. So, you know, just gotta make sure that you're just want a quick, fun, easy, especially family-friendly kind of game. So that's our review of Quip It from Peters Games. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And Mindy. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as Twitch and YouTube. Thank you for listening, and happy gaming! Happy gaming! Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode was hosted by Justin Taylor and Mindy Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 